All right, folks, what's going on? Sam Adamo coming at you, the cultural podcast. We are back, Legas back, Serias back. Hope you're all doing well. Buon anno, buon anno a tutti. Happy New Year to you all. Hope you're all having excellent holidays. Actually sat down to watch some games today. Very much out of character. Sat down to actually watch a couple of Serie A matches today. Um, you know, I figure. Listen, I don't know. I don't know where this pod's going to go this year. I don't know where we'll skew. But I figure we may as well start off the year on brand, seeing as you know games are back on a Wednesday and and y- y- yeah, you know, first part of the year is like only a few hours late. We're flying. We're fucking flying. You guys got resolutions? What's going on? You guys all doing dry January? It's like the driest month of the year where nobody drinks. I say go the opposite way. Fuck it. Juiced January. Just go fucking hard as a motherfucker. Keep drinking. The holidays don't end until you decide so. It's kind of fucked up. You're supposed to not drink during the month of January and like everyone's still on holiday fucking sleeping in and it's dark out. It's cold out. You're not going to drink the first fucking the first week of January. Going to Mexico in a few days. There's no dry January, <laughs> you know. That ain't a thing. That ain't a thing. I don't know. It's come sober October. Sober October is the shit now. That's kind of the thing. October is a good month because it's a little cold. Summer's, you know, summer's over. It's getting getting a little bit darker. Um, I don't know. It's it's a fun month to, it's a fun month to, not drinking just because it's it's not quite as listen like once you get to november and like most parts of the northern hemisphere it's over like there's nothing going on there's really nothing going on and if you can't drink ever it's real tough you know but october you have some shit to look forward to it's fall vibes you have other things to get up for but yeah no drink in january don't feel bad drink right now while listening to this pod fucking a lot of you probably even aren't even back at school or at work yet pop a brew let's go Take an edible. I don't care. Do what you got to do. You know, another year still living at home. You know, I, I'm i losing my mind living at home, obviously. And uh, the plan's to leave at some point. But I, I will miss the entertainment. I will miss the free entertainment that is my father, my increasingly aging father. My father's at a really good age now because he's he's all there. And he will be probably for a very long time. I mean, hopefully. I mean, who the fuck knows? But he's he's still all there. And, um, you know, he, he's like 57. So he's he's still all there. But he's at a point now where he's like in, into his late 50s. He's, you know, he's... he's vi- I don't even know when middle-aged starts and ends. I, I guess he's firmly middle-aged. And, but he's kind of... He's kind of out of that period now of... Like having a little bit of that, that extra bounce in his step and being a little bit more patient. He's a little older now. He's getting to be sixty. I mean, he, listen, he's a Mediterranean father. He's never had a ton of patience. Like if you don't fucking do something as soon as he asks, he's not thrilled. But like the patience is really starting to go now, which is fine. That's gonna happen. But he's also kind of like becoming more of a. He's becoming more, and I'm getting to experience this, and I'm getting to witness this a lot because I'm just kind of dicking around the house now because it's still the holidays in the Adamo household right now. So I'm I'm just kind of observing my father from from a, like I guess up close. I, I'm hanging out with him a little bit more in the evenings. There's less going on at night right now this week, and you know, like like sometimes he'll just ask me a question like like that I think he should know the answer to, and I'll just be puzzled, perplexed as to why he's asking, and I realize, oh, like you're just oh you're you're kind of on the cusp of, I mean. You, 
you understand a lot of this tech shit, but sometimes he, he just has these like blonde moments, like where he'll be like, Sam, what the fuck? The, the picture's gone. What, what what did I do? And I'll be like, hey, what are you nuts? You don't know. It's, it's in your deleted folder. You got to just go recover it. You don't know how to recover a picture. What's the matter with you? And it's like little shit like that. And I get to, I get to laugh at him, you know, cause he's not like senile. He's not like 80s nine years old you know he's i could say what the fuck old man what's the matter with you and he could tell me to go fuck off it's, it's good it's good dynamic my father was sitting on the um couch yesterday watching hockey reading what i thought was a book or a newspaper and i turned and, and saw he was reading instructions of a new washing machine that he just bought we bought a new washing machine my parents are fucking thrilled right now like i'm getting experiences i'm getting to live this with them you know it also drives you a little bit fucking crazy as they're like you know talking about the nuances of this new fucking appliance and reading the instructions and giving you the rundown on what you're supposed to do. Listen, I don't want you to fuck around with this. I don't want you to break this like you did the last one, right? Because I broke everything, right? In his mind, it's, I break everything. Everything I touch, I break. Everything fucking breaks in the house. Just magically, we wake up one morning and it's broken. But it's because Sam closed the door too hard that one fucking time three years ago. <laughs> you know? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Whatever. Huge news to kick off 2023. Cristiano Ronaldo has signed for Al Nasser Club in, in Saudi Arabia. They, they, uh, they, they subjected him to the classic Sunday League, like sixth tier fucking National League, League Two, Echelenza, Serie D. Um, I, I guess like un player unveiling where he had a shirt in front of like a white wall, the hostage video, because it's a team in Saudi Arabia and they don't have a social media content team yet because they're unequipped to handle a guy of his magnitude. He just signed and they're like, oh fuck, we're out of our depth. Here, take a picture against the wall right here. <laughs> you know? <laughs> he fucking looked like he was at like the sport complex in New Jersey, wherever the fuck, you know? He looked like he was at like the local sport complex where I fucking play every, every Saturday in the basement where our changing rooms are, <laughs> you know, like, that's what, it, that's what it is now, it's what's become of him, he's a stubborn man, his agent didn't want him to leave Man United, apparently, it's coming out now that George Mendes was telling him, just why don't you fight for your place, you, you know, you think you're the best, you say you're the best, you're making a lot of money, you're in Europe, you know, when you leave Europe, it, sometimes when you're a little bit older, it can be real tough to kind of you know, stay relevant. We saw it with Higuain. A lot of guys leave and that's it. It's over. It, it's over. Like, whether it's a mental thing where when they leave Europe, they're just no longer dialed in or the fact that they're no longer in, a, in an environment where they're surrounded by other elite players. I don't know what it is, but sometimes you leave when you're, you know, you leave Europe when you're very old, relatively as a footballer. And, you know, you can never, you can never, quite regain that spark apparently George Mendez was telling him listen buddy I'm your agent I know who's calling maybe you should stay at Man United maybe you should stick around and see how this works maybe you should make amends with this coach and he said no it's fine we'll figure it out I want to play Champions League football there's only 16 teams in the Champions League right now you know but uh I want to play Champions League football so he severely limits the number of clubs in European football who are able to take him on, which then kind of puts them in a position where they could lowball him, 
they'll say, listen, we'll take you on, but we're not going to pay you, you know, we're not going to pay you this, that, and the other thing. Listen, come on a fucking, come on a fucking six-month contract, and then we'll figure it out. Maybe we could discuss shit in the summer, and apparently he wasn't having any of that, or maybe there was no interest because he's seen as a problem now, and it's understood. He's 38. What the fuck? We're already in the Champions League. We're already, you know, doing all right. Do we really need this kind of reinforcement? Like, yes, he's, He's good enough to play in every fucking team in the world. But if you have him in your side, then then the whole side runs through him and it changes everything about your team. And 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 so it is what it is now. It's and, and so it's Saudi Arabia. You know, I don't even know what club this is. I mean, I, I thought like Al Hilal, the, the team that Jovinko played for, I thought they were the biggest club in Saudi Arabia. It's a 25,000 seater stadium. Um, yeah, I mean, just listen, and you know, this is going to be now the next two and a half years, as long as he's playing there is people are just going to say, yeah, Ronaldo's in Saudi Arabia. That's all we're going to say. No one's going to say he's playing for Al Nasser. Like, no, nobody fucking knows who they are in our minds. Now he's dead. He's just, oh, he's, where is he? Oh, he? He's in Saudi Arabia now. I don't fucking know some club in Saudi Arabia. A lot of people are mad now because apparently he signed for a, a, a club in a league where there's no, and this is going to change. You would think, but currently you know, at the time of recording, there's no TV deal to broadcast their games internationally. So, unfortunately, you're not going to be able to watch Al Nasser play Al Halali or whatever the fuck, you know, Al Shabab, Al Shabeb, Al Bustan, whatever the fuck. Bustan, it's a, it's a shawarma place in Montreal. It's a chain. It's not very good. And every time Chris, Chris Italia comes to Montreal, he says, I want to go to Bustan, Bustan. And I said, are you sure? Like, of all the fucking really good, you know, cuisine we have in the city, you want to go to this fast food place? He goes, I want to go to Bustan. So, anyway, I digress. It's over. I mean, listen, apparently there were, there were rumors he was going to go to Sporting Kansas City. I mean, listen, <laughs> you imagine Ronaldo getting that fucking call? All right, your choices are you got Saudi Arabia, okay? You got Sporting Kansas City. Kansas City, where's that? Sport, no, so, you know what, take it, take it back, hang on, redo, redo, I'll be George Mendez, okay, I, I'm, I'm alone in here, okay, I gotta, I gotta play both characters, I'll be Mendez, okay, George Mendez, hey, Cristiano, what's up, George, what's going on, yeah, we got two offers, we got Saudi Arabia, yes, I'm aware, yes, Saudi Arabia, okay, sure, and we have a new offer from Sporting, 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 Portugal, Sporting, Sporting Club in Lisboa. Okay, I'll go back. No, no, no. Uh, sporting Kansas City, uh, Cristiano. Where the fuck is that? Uh, you ever heard of Patrick Mahomes? It's in uh, Missouri, Missouri, like in Ozark. Well, I'm gonna go fucking. I'm gonna go fucking play for Darlene Snell, uh, and that was it. It was <laughs> Saudi Arabia. It is. Saudi Arabia it is. I mean, of course he's going to be a sport-washing guy. Cristiano Ronaldo is made for sport-washing. That guy, I mean, if you look at him, everything about him is, is everything about him is, is I mean, he's, he's a brand. He's a, he's a brand. And when you're a brand, you can get used. You could be used, you know, as a, as a tool for a specific political end. And, and Lord knows they love that shit out there. And that's where he's going to live out the rest of his days. You know, it's going to be terrible. Georgina's going to have a great time. He doesn't drink anyway, so he doesn't really give a shit. But, you know, his kids, his daughters, they're going to, you know, whatever. It's obviously a, a very classist society. He's going to be, you know, he's going to be like the top fucking, you know, when like people go on, you know, when people go on like, now I've never been to Saudi Arabia. Maybe it's a lovely place. 
I mean, I've seen documentaries that would suggest nothing but the contrary. But you know when, like, Americans sometimes will go to North Korea and they'll bring, like, a camera and they got to go on these organized tours where, like, North Koreans will take them around and there will be people smiling and working and, like, you know, making like they're in a Mary Poppins movie. And they're like, this is North Korea. You see how lovely it is, right? That's what they do. The North Koreans will, like, take foreigners on these, like, guided tours through, like, a Disneyland type of thing. Which still ironically looks awful. I mean, it still looks like the people there are all being held captive on Shutter Island. But, I mean, at least in their minds, this is a more palpable, um, excuse me, this is a, it's a more palatable, it's a more palatable society to show to the rest of the world. So, that's what they do in North Korea. The same thing's going to happen to Ronaldo in Saudi Arabia. They're going to show him the best of the best. He's only going to eat at the nicest restaurants. He's going to be, you know, he's... He's not going to know what, what, what day-to-day life is. He's going to hear rumblings about it, but he won't speak Arabic in the changing room, so he won't really, you know, he won't really be into it. I mean, he's learned a lot of languages over the years, but th- that's a jump that's too big to make. In two and a half years, he's going to be in and out. They're going to speak English to him. They're going to placate him. They'll hire, they'll, they'll hire a Portuguese or a Spanish translator. Rudy Garcia is the coach there now, apparently, who obviously speaks Spanish. I think he's French, Spanish, and... I don't remember, but he used to manage Roma, obviously. So, you know, he'll speak to his coach, and that's it. He's not going to have any real relationship with any of his teammates. And and he's going to be just like, he's gonna his job's going to be to smile, put two thumbs up, shiny teeth, you know, diamond stud earrings in, and say, I love Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia, 2030, World Cup. I mean, I don't know why I'm saying it with an Arab accent. He's going to, but, but maybe he'll develop one. I don't know. Maybe it'll be part of the bit. Whatever they say to do, he'll do. Dance on a string, he'll do it. You know, 200 million pounds over the course of two years. Sure, it's over. I mean, that's what he's going to, it's what he's always meant to be. In a, in a way, it's kind of like a, listen, there was no way he was ever going to be like like an Arnold Schwarzenegger or, or, or go Hollywood. David Beckham was able to kind of navigate American society um, because he's always been, He's always leaned into the tabloids and that sort of thing. And to be fair, like the jump from the UK to the US isn't that huge. He's a British man. He's an English man. And both countries have terribly unhealthy fascinations with celebrity. And he's kind of, he had kind of been involved in that, that dynamic for a while. You know, he married a pop star. He was already, uh, you know, in the English speaking world, he was already, he was already kind of a, he was already an A-lister. But and, and Ronaldo is too, but Ronaldo's more of a brand globally. I think in the U.S., he could go on like the late night shows, and it'll garner interest. But it it will never garner as much interest as David Beckham. I don't think because Beckham was able to speak to them. I don't know in a way that not just literally in the English language, but just being a, a famous figure who had a famous wife. And who was kind of like happy to, you know, partake in that, in that, you know, in that piece of shit, you know, class of society. He he's kind of always opened himself up to the um the American public, I think, in a lot of ways. Ronaldo's not that. Ronaldo is a guy who and don't and listen, I wouldn't put let's not put this past David Beckham too. He was fucking sport washing too for Qatar. He was a he was an ambassador to, you know, to the Qatari World Cup. I mean None of these people are above this shit, and neither would I be. By the way, I'll fucking go there and say that I'll do it. You pay me whatever the fuck. Pay me ten grand. I'll fucking go on a trip and say and say, yeah, you know, Saudi Arabia is uh, it's 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 the pinnacle of 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 progressive modernity. I don't. 
I don't care. Everyone's got a price. Mine's much lower, but everyone's got a price. Let's not pretend that you guys wouldn't do it too. Ronaldo's going to be doing that. That's that's his raison d'être now is to is to go there and just look pretty. He's built for this sort of thing. It's perfect in a lot of ways. It really is. And and there's nothing more to say. The World Cup's going to go to Saudi Arabia in 2030. Now they've got Messi and Ronaldo both behind it now. And and the, the funny thing is, he's getting paid the highest wage, I think, ever. And he's still like a monkey dancing on a string for these people, for, for Bin Salman or whoever, the, you know, for the regime over there. They're so fucking rich. I mean, the, the way that Ronaldo would look at me, you know, a regular Joe who's not really achieved any fame or notoriety or, or wealth, okay, is the same way that they kind of look at him. He's not a royal. He's an entertainer. He's like a gladiator. Okay, go in the ring, go in the ring, dance for me. You know, perform. I pay you much money. It's not much money to me, but go. I pay you much money. You want money? Go. And you do what we say. And so it is. And so it will be. And he's okay with that. There's nothing and there's nothing wrong with that. It's kind of where he was always meant to go. I think there's something that kind of works. Just I don't know why I'd have to I can't really put my finger on it, but I always imagined Ronaldo maybe going to the Emirates or to an Emirate or or to, you know, to Dubai, to Qatar, to Saudi Arabia. You always imagine him going to that part of the world. You just saw it work out somehow. I don't I don't know why, but he just because every here's the thing is every guy that idolizes Ronaldo, every guy that thinks he's the fucking guy, they all want to go travel to Dubai. They all want to go to travel to that part of the world. He's he's a party boy. He's 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 a visa. He, he you know, he would he would open up a a hotel in Mykonos. He has that hotel brand, Pestana, right? He would open one up in Dubai. Of course he would. He'll do it in Riyadh now and and it'll be very expensive and and you know, people, people who are involved in, 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 you know, sheiks and not even just sheiks, businessmen will all want to go stay at his place in, in the Middle East. In some way, Messi feels a little bit more like, uh, like an everyman. And of course, the comparison comes back to, you know, the two of them, because this is kind of how it's going to end. This is how the, uh, this is how the rivalry will end. Messi will be a pawn for, you know, Qatar, but doing so in Europe. And, and Ronaldo will be a pawn for Saudi Arabia, but doing so a little bit more overtly. And in the end, you know, they're both doing the same thing, but Messi's going to be doing it a little bit more, again, covertly, a little bit more quietly, a little bit more, you know, a little bit more tastefully. He'll go out slowly, quietly, and and he'll... Maybe wind up playing in Argentina or closing it out at Barcelona again. Who the fuck knows? Who the fuck knows? Um, but yeah, like it's interesting. Going to the U.S. is never seen as being like a problematic thing. Going to Saudi Arabia is seen as a problematic thing because of the sport washing. I mean, in the U.S. is too stupid to sport wash. I mean, you, you can't even. It would barely be a drop in the bucket in the U.S. I mean, if you were to go to play for like a team in Miami. I mean, it would be great for the league and I think it would garner a lot of attention, but it wouldn't change the fabric of, of American society. Like having Ronaldo in Saudi Arabia might, you know, change the fabric of Saudi Arabian society. And again, nobody knows he's at Al Nasser. Everyone just knows now he's in Saudi Arabia. That's all it is. That's all that matters. And he came out and said he wants to change some shit over there. He wants to leave a lasting impact. That's what he said. I think he claimed that one of his goals is to, is to um, advance the uh, 
the position of, of women's football in the state. Um, he said he wants to chase more records. He said he's decided now it's over. In Europe, I've done everything there is to do. I broke every record. I want to break records here. Now, right, everyone's dream. It's what he always fucking wanted to do is I want to one day go break records in the Middle East. The only record he's got right now is he's got the fucking highest wage in the world. That's going to be the last one he's able to cling to, unfortunately. But, you know, that's also kind of fine. It's Ronaldo we're dealing with. You know, he wants to be number one on the Forbes list. Him and Conor McGregor, same guy, bro. I mean, you, you know, I mean, very different guys, clearly, but same idea. They both kind of like that. You know, Messi's Messi's been on that list, and he's always been a little bit quiet about it. Ronaldo and, and, and McGregor kind of like to, you know, puff their chests out a little bit, you know? You could see Conor McGregor also, by the way, going and, and, and you know, being used as a pawn in... in like Dubai or something, Abu Dhabi. You could 100% see that. They love figures like that over there. They do. They love celebrity out there also, but they love celebrity not because of what they say. They just love the idea of them and the way they dress. It's a little bit different. It's The way that, the way that Middle Eastern men kind of like Conor McGregor is, oh, you look at him, he's got the suit. You're the, you're the, you're the greatest. You're the, you're the king. You're still the champ, you know? Um, yeah. Then in the U.S., they kind of like, you know, the uh, the inner the inner circle. They like to know about the inner circle and 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 your your personal life and shit like that, you know. But yeah, man, Ronaldo did say he wants to he wants to change Saudi Arabian society. He said he said, well, I don't, I'd have to pull the quote up here. I don't. Know, it doesn't even really matter. He just said he wants to he wants to affect change positively. In Saudi Arabian society. I mean, listen. <laughs> listen, bro. The only fucking thing he's going to change over there, bro. I mean, what does he think? What does he think is going to happen? Seriously. No, but what, what, does he th what does he think? What does he think is going to happen through him playing there now? I mean, if anything, it's going to make everyone more numb to, to all the... The, the awful shit that they've done. And by the way, like like most states out there, Saudi Arabia have done terrible things. So do the US all the fucking time. So do China, so do Russia. Every fucking, every fucking state is terrible, okay? But Saudi Arabia really care about their image. It's interesting. They have like this desire to, to say, no, we're good. Look how cool, look how cool we are. They just want to be at the cool table. It's interesting. Yeah. How do you think they feel about the uh, the anal rape allegation, you know? It's a weird one because they're like, eh, the, the rape, good, good idea, but up the ass, ooh, ooh, let's not get too crazy. They're like, listen, we love the initiative, but uh, <laughs> not so much the execution. It's harem. Rape, do what you got to do. Listen, you want to rape, you can rape, but up the, uh, up the ass, no, no good, no good. Harem. Allegedly right? Case dismissed. Who knows? I don't know. I'm sure he fucked her up the ass. I, you know, seems it was consensual. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it wasn't. I don't know. Case dismissed. But yeah, bro, it's crazy. Ronaldo's saying he fucking, he wants to set records in Saudi Arabia. Who are you kidding? Ronaldo's coming out saying he wants to break records in Saudi Arabia. He's saying he wants to change the landscape of women's rights in that country. Dog, the only fucking record he's going to set in Saudi Arabia is fucking there's going to be a bunch of Saudi women that are now going to start getting beaten over the fucking head by their brother because they fucking went, see, you know, <laughs> like, 
It's not going to end well. <laughs> it's not. We'll see how it plays out. We'll see how it plays out. I really love that they gave him the hostage uh, unveiling, though. I really love that they gave him the hostage unveiling in front of the fucking blank wall. No branding, nothing. They, these people are so unprepared. They haven't even had a chance to make money off of the presentation. It's a picture that's going to go around the world. You fucking sell the space behind you. You put your own fucking brand on there if you have to. Nothing. They didn't even think to. They, 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 they couldn't even believe he signed. Now he's going to make his debut tomorrow against Al-Hebele Babi. Al-Hebele Babi. Al-Garafi. I don't know. He's like, no, nobody could believe it. And to be fair, it's a decent team. I think they, they got Vincent Abubakar. They got uh, Luis Alberto. Sorry, fucking Luis Gustavo. Luis Gustavo, that guy used to play for Bayern in Wolfsburg. Uh, David Ospina's there now. It's utopia, man. It's a fucking football utopia. Oh, man. You guys see Gianluca Scamacca scored a fucking beautiful goal today, man. Just out of nowhere. Just, just... Him and uh, Wilfred Nyonto both scored in the Leeds game. Uh, the Leeds West Ham game, two-two draw. Yeah, no Skamakas, Skamakas is interesting, man. He got balls, man. He's deceptively good on the ball. Like he's pretty good from a dead ball situation. I mean, just just ball at his foot, pew, fucking twenty-five yards out, posting it. That was fucking beautiful. I think he's the guy. I th I really do. But I don't think it'll happen in West Ham. I can't see him, like, scoring 25 goals in a season for West Ham. But, like, maybe. Maybe he scores a lot of goals there and then just, like, graduates to Chelsea or something. I think he's the guy. I think he's the Nazionale guy for the next, like, seven, eight years. Seven, eight, nine years. But he just turned 24. Give him, give him almost a decade, man. Don't fucking, don't fucking underestimate that guy. Don't underestimate him. He was very highly touted when he was young, but he he was never like he was never like that, you know, wonder kid that just came in and just started dominating. He kind of did it quietly, gradually. And now he's now he's flying, man. I really fucking like that guy. I do. English football, my English football is so much fucking more cool than Italian football in some ways. I follow this account on Instagram. By the way, I'm shadow banned on Instagram. Shadowban on Instagram because we had an episode a few weeks ago called Shoot Him in the Back of the Head. I shared it and apparently that, that, was, uh, that was a community violation. So I can no longer, my reels no longer get fucking shared. So just, for, just to fuck with the algo, if you, guys, if you guys like a reel, fucking share it to your own story. Get your own network to, you know, we're, we're going to do this. We're going to do this from the inside, okay? We're going to build this like a cult, okay? From the fucking ground up from within, okay? We're going to keep this in the family. We're going we're gonna to try to recruit members like a multi-level marketing scheme, okay? If you like the fucking pod, the best thing you could do for me, you guys want to do me, listen, you guys get this content, you guys get this content for free. Just listening is really all you really have to do. I appreciate it. But if you want to go a little above and beyond, just share like a reel, a random reel, a recent reel. If you like it, share it. Just share it. Let's try to get some more people to follow me and say, this guy's shadow ban. Fucking follow him. Because apparently... Now, another thing that I got in trouble for was... Now, this wasn't a very tactful thing. I said in hindsight, it wasn't very wasn't very funny. But it was just I was bored and tired. And I think I just said the first thing that came to mind. I did a, I posted a clip about uh, uh, the Germans getting knocked out of the World Cup. And I just shared it to my story. And I wrote, fuck the Germans. And that got taken down. Hate speech. Two violations. Shadow banned. 
So my reels are no longer discoverable. The only people that watch them are people that follow me. I have like, like 1,200 followers. Fucking nobody follows the pod. TikTok does so much better. But on Instagram, we're really up against it now. So yeah, do what you can. We're shadow man on Instagram. But yeah, the, so there's an Instagram page I follow called Nordic uh, Stadiums. It's like a guy, I think he's a Norwegian guy and he goes around, because I don't know if you guys know, but like stadiums in Norway, Iceland, the Faroe Islands, Denmark, Sweden, but especially like in Norway, like way you know far up north in the fjords or whatever, um, in Iceland, the Faroe Islands where it's just cold and rocky and, and snowy all the time, but they're like small islands, so there's a lot of coast. All of the football infrastructure like is, is in like valleys or fields or, or mountains, and they're, they're fucking beautiful. And this guy goes around and visits them. It's like his passion. And, and I love that this guy's dedicated his life to it because I wouldn't want to dedicate my life to it, but it's a thing I'm really interested in that I might like to like occasionally do, like stadium hop. I like going to the occasional stadium when I'm in the, you know, when I was in Barcelona with my father last year, we went to Cornea, we went to like a third division side. I like that, you know, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't dedicate my life to going around and doing it, but I like someone else's so I could fucking see what's out there and occasionally be like, yeah, I might go there. You guys should, you guys should fucking totally check him out, but. Like, it's a really crazy page. I think the guy was in the, the UK the other day or last week. And, bro, again, like, English football is so much cooler, man, than any other fucking football culture. There was, like, an eighth-tier game, 150 people packed in, like, Ashford Town or fucking Black Rock FC, Black Rock Town, whatever the fuck. Like, like one of those crazy, one of those crazy-named, like, town clubs on the outskirts of London. 150 people there, bro. There's a pub in the stadium terrible field but it's a grass field nonetheless there's a groundskeeper they got advertisement they got boards they got infrastructure like just that is porn to me I, I you know that's a level that I could basically play out with my friends and we would have like 150 people from the town come watch it's insane it's crazy it's wild and sometimes they'll you know go on a run in the FA Cup it's 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 whack yeah, we really we really don't have that in in North America. It's a real damn shame. We have it with other sports to an extent, but not really, not really, because there's like less of a there's less of a culture of like following amateur sports because there's no like pyramid really as much. The great thing about football, soccer, calcio, football, there's infrastructure right from the bottom up. There's a clear like linear hierarchical structure, so. It just makes it easy. And to be fair, we do have that in Canada as well. But like down at the lower levels, like the infrastructure is just not there. So you'll have like good football being played on just like like a pitch, like an artificial pitch with like, you know, like a like a metal grandstand. And that's it. There's no there's no real culture of people going to watch the local clubs like first team play. None of that exists. It's a real fucking shame. But yeah, I saw that. It looked really good, man. It looked really fucking cool. Um <laughs> By the way, um, before we get into before we get into some uh, some cultural talk and some Syria shit, guys, <laughs> my uncle, <laughs> my uncle was over the other day. I had an uncle, my uncle who owns a cons- dude. <clears throat> all right, I-, I think I've talked about him before, dog. My uncle who owns a construction company, and is fucking. He's like pushing three bills plus. I don't know. He's a big guy. He's he's, he's a great guy, but he's got like the fucking the deep voice. And he talks about how, so he, like, I'm just trying to paint the picture of who he is. He's really well-dressed, all right? He's like, he's like one of those, like, he'll go in a fucking nice restaurant. He's not like a fucking, like, a fat slob. He's a, he's not, he's, he's, he's a well, he's a well-kept, manicured, 
uh, successful businessman, you know, but he's like a street guy and, and he's a bit, and he's a bigger dude. Okay. Um, I call him my uncle. He's, he's, he's a cousin, but like, but like he's older. So whatever. He was telling, <laughs> he was telling me, he was, family was over for uh, new year's the other day. He was saying that, uh, when you go to a restaurant now, and if you guys live in an Italian neighborhood, if you're like in Montreal or you're on the East coast or whatever, this may be a Montreal thing. Maybe it's just him and people know, you know, what it's supposed to mean. I, but I've never, I'd never heard of this before. Maybe like you, I'll have listeners write in and say, yeah, you know, like some of the older listeners, you know, who are like my uncle's age type of thing. You guys might like have heard about this before. You go into a restaurant and you'll say, I want to pay San Francisco. I want to pay San Francisco. SF. Senza fattura. <laughs> so, so when you want to pay Nobel, you go and you, you, you say, hey, how you doing? I want to pay San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine and, and you know what so if you're single okay and you go on a date with a girl and you know like people who work at the restaurant or something if you're a younger listener go, bro go to the fucking restaurant you know imply that you know a guy say hi to the mater deep bro if you've fucking been to a restaurant do you, honestly you know what the best move you could do okay you're going on a first date with a woman you decide you really like her here's what you do okay i'm gonna fucking lay this out for you guys the week before you go on the date with her, or the week before you plan on going on the date with her, you go to the restaurant with a friend, okay? I know it's getting a little expensive over here. We're fucking spending two dinners, all right? We're spending on two dinners for one date. But listen, if you, this is for like the cream of the crop, like the top, the top-notch broads out there that you really fucking decided, all right, like I got to make an impression here. You go to the restaurant with a friend the week before, and you chat to the maitre d', okay? You chat to the dude in the entrance who says, hi, how are you? Can I take your name? All right, you ask him what his dreams are. You fucking tell him what you do for a living. And then you go back the next week and he remembers you. And you say, hey, Dino, how you doing? And by the way, can I pay San Francisco? All right, thanks. And but what you do the week before, you tell him, I want to pay San Francisco. And if he says, what the fuck is that? You say, San Francisco, SF. And he goes, ah, all right. And, you know, he'll give you the fucking no bill. Pay cash, no tax. But you, you do this the week before. You prime him. You groom him a little bit. You get him into, like, you get him to understand your lingo. And then you go the next week with the girl and you say, Gino, I forget what name I gave him. Dino, Gino, Pino, whatever the fuck. You just tell him, hey, hey boss. Hey, Gumpa, Claudio, whatever. His name keeps changing. Hey, Sal, how's it going, man? This is Erica. Nice to meet you. Know, whatever, whatever the fuck. I don't know. Whatever, whatever this fine young lady's name is. I don't know. This is this is Samantha. Um. Yeah, I'm just thinking. Am I gonna get in trouble because I just used another girl's name on the pod? Probably not. I mean, I'm just I, I, the first thing. To be fair, the first thing that came to mind was my girlfriend's, and I was like, well, no, I'm not gonna say that because that's. Because this is another guy dating this girl. So it's I'm like creating a hypothetical where my girlfriend's going on a date with someone else. Then I was going to say my mom's name. And that's and that was weird. So I just pivoted to another name that started with the letter E. Hopefully I don't get my balls chopped off. I'm dating... <clears throat> I'm da dude, my fucking Calabrese girlfriend listens to this pod. And she is fucking... She is fucking jealous. And I like it. So but I don't know. So I could be getting in trouble, but that could be a good thing. That's a good test sometimes. You just like fucking push the boundaries a little bit and see if she still cares. But yeah, so what you do is you say, 
Hey, Claudio, what's up? How you doing? Hey, Mr. Adamo, nice to meet you. Sam, how, how are you? Good, great. Good to see you again. I want to introduce you to Paula. All right. It's our first date. Listen, uh, I'll come by later, but I'm going to pay San Francisco, all right? Yeah, no problem. Like usual. Yes, sir. I'll see you later. And she goes, San Francisco, what does that mean? You say, don't worry about it. Have a seat. Pick anything you want. What do you like? You like, uh, and you fucking, you just, you, the week before when you're there with your buddy, you ask like, what the fucking best wine on the menu is to go with this or that. You get the fucking shit down pat before you go to the show. You go through a dry run. You go for the rehearsal. That's what you fucking do. That's fucking, dude, you gotta, when you, if you really want to win, okay, it, listen, if you really want to win them over, you gotta kind of present this, like, you got, you gotta present this fucking, this, this this aura of mystique in the beginning. Who is this guy? You want her to think, who is this guy? This guy, he's out of a fucking, she's out of a fucking movie from the 60s. Who the fuck, who's still like this? And then eventually she realizes, eh, you know, he's, he's who he is. But but you hook him in a little bit, you know. Now this doesn't work if if it's if, listen. This won't work unless it was gonna work anyway. But it's a way of just you, you get him, you get him entertained right off the bat. <laughs> you gotta fucking think three steps ahead, man. Motherfuckers are playing checkers out here, man. You gotta play chess. You gotta be a fucking chess grandmaster, bro. Anyway. Anyway, man, what's going on with Stefano Sensi? I saw he was hurt again. How bad of an injury is it? I want to because I wanted to bring this up, and I mean, I know he went off injured. Was it in a friendly? I think it might have been in a friendly or something the other day. And he was crying. I think he was crying out of fear. He was crying out of fear because he knew it was something bad. Not out of pain. He claimed, I wasn't in pain. I was just crying because I knew something bad had happened. I'm pulling up an article here. Sempreinter.com. Inter on Bonza midfielder Stefano Sensi returns to training after serious injury and could feature against Juventus at the end of January. Italian media report. Okay, well, it's not nearly as bad as I thought. Never mind. Well, I don't know. I saw a Sky Sport article or a fucking post, I should say. I saw a Sky Sport post on Instagram. And he was like crying and I assumed, oh, something's ruptured. But man, isn't it crazy? Like, I mean, he'll be back, but bro, like he'll be, he'll be hurt again soon. Oh shit, wait, hang on a second. Monza midfielder has returned to training after sustaining a serious injury. Oh, was it in November? Did he get hurt in November and did I miss that? Oh, fuck. Fractured ankle on November 6th. Oh, fuck. Okay, so maybe this thing that I saw last week was like, it was like an old quote that was resurfacing. I don't, I don't know. So he's been out for two months and he's coming back. He'll be out for three by the time he gets back. Dude, man, I wouldn't be able to live with myself if I was fucking one of those guys who made it, who was so good and who just kept like getting hurt. And it, like it's an ankle fracture. It's not all luck. Like drink some milk, man. I don't know. Is it, is it like are his bones not strong enough or is there not enough calcium going on? I don't get it, bro. He's a little guy too, like, but then you have, bro, like Marco Verratti is like the same physique as Stefano Sensi and he, to be fair, he gets hurt, he actually gets hurt as well, not as much though, I feel like Stefano Sensi's entire career is just like, I don't know, it's just been plagued by, just been fucking plagued by, um, 
plagued by injuries. Hang on, I'm fucking reading an email here from Chris Italia live in real time. By the way, these clips are gigantic, 2.6 gigabytes. It's taken me forever to upload them. Yeah, Chris, I know. That's what was fucking happening in New York. <laughs> All right, behind the, behind the scenes, I'm going to let you know something's going on over here. Chris wanted to post like a couple of clips from the stands studio from a few weeks ago to their YouTube page. And he's complaining that the fucking clips are gigantic and that it's taken three days to upload to YouTube. Bro, I know. That's the fucking issue. That Dude, you guys remember on Instagram when I was fucking posting about like trying to desperately get the pods uploaded in time and it wasn't working? Bro, it's because the fucking files were huge. They were like 50 gigabytes, bro, for an entire episode, which I know this is incredibly boring tech talk, but that's like... Dude, like, like you might have 50 gigs of fucking data on your phone or space on your phone. Yeah. <laughs> that crazy anyway sorry just got an email live in real time while potting but yeah man like that's why we need a producer we're gonna get a producer for this shit we're, we're interviewing actually we're, we're, we're we got a few prospects lined up it'll be good we'll see we'll see we'll figure it out but yeah um so 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 look it's a new year um a long break you know, interrupted the season midway through. And and there's always a break at Christmas, but it's an, it's been an especially long break. I mean, we're talking about, we're going on almost two months here, no football, right? So all the good momentum that Napoli had accrued over the first two months of the season is now gone. Over. They got a restart. And they got, and listen, there's no reason to believe that they can't keep the ship rolling, you know, or keep the, keep the ship moving, keep the fucking... Keep the train rolling. I would have whatever the fuck the expression is. They, they they should be able to keep the train on track, right? It's it's a great squad they've got, okay, and they're very well coached. So there's no reason to believe that they can't continue to win a few games. But as we've said now, as we've said on the pod, okay, the thing with Napoli is, and I'll repeat this multiple times. I, I'm a fucking broken record with this shit, but stay with me, okay? Because this is gonna we're gonna parlay this into another point here. When you play for Napoli, there's more pressure than probably any other club. I would argue that you experience locally within the city, okay? Because Napoli's the only club in Naples. Everyone in that city likes that club. Everyone in that city loves that club. They're kind of like Napoli are kind of the national team of Naples for a lot of like Napoletani, okay? It, it's just what it is. It's something about it, something about like Neapolitan identity and feeling like dis, you know, disenfranchised with the rest of Italian society has led to them having like their own kind of independent identity and Napoli the club embody that. So when they have an inkling that they could win something, they lose their fucking minds. They lose their fucking minds, okay? And now... The issue with Napoli was always going to be the club. The issue with the team, okay, the players, was always going to be how could they deal with the pressure? How could they deal with the pressure of, you know, being a top city out where now all of a sudden everyone's hoping, okay, this, you know, this could be the year. We got to keep it going. We got a really good team this year. Well, problem is, season's long. You lose one game. It could, listen, it, you could bounce back from it. But Inter beat them today, okay? One to nil. Goal from Dzeko. Nice goal. Inter probably could have had a few more goals. I watched this game. They probably could have won 2-3-0. Should have. If not for Medet, who had a fever, played a really good game. 
couple of poor finishes from Darmian. Di Marco had some chances, just whatever. You either watched it or you didn't. You don't need to hear me recount it, but it was it was a close game. So, but 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 it shouldn't have been as close. Ultimately, they lost their first loss of the season. Things are a little interesting now. Okay, now what the fuck? They play Sampdoria, guys, in fucking a couple of days. They could bounce back and beat them, but then they play Juve. Now look, I think Napoli's a much better team than Juve. I don't think there's any fucking chance. If you asked me two months ago, can Juve beat Napoli on any given day? I mean, yes, but would you ever put money on that? And I would have said no fucking chance. No way. No fucking way. Not the way that Juve play currently. Okay. They beat Cremonese 1-0 today. Okay. It was an exciting game. I was enthralled. I mean, it was, it was, it was ridiculous. I mean, a fucking 92nd minute um, or 90th minute free kick by Milik, who, by the way, has come in clutch for Juve a couple of times this season. I mean, there was that game against Salernitana when I think did we, we tied them, but we should have beat them because the goal was overturned mistakenly but Mili got that goal he's dude he's he's had some brilliant moments of magic real ice in his veins I mean he's displayed it's it's been great and it's no surprise I mean he he played in Serie A before he was he, he was doing quite well at Napoli I think he you know he had the injuries which eventually kind of led to him you know being phased out but uh, I can't say I don't like him but but again the entire the way that the U.S. side plays I mean is is not Bro, it's, it's, it's fucking, there's not a lot of purpose with the ball. It's it's really tough. And it just feels like names on a team sheet. That's what it feels like. It doesn't feel like a side that'll win the Scudetto. And yet, and yet they could. Bro, if they just beat Napoli in a week, who the fuck knows, man? Momentum's a crazy thing. Maybe a couple of the younger guys wind up going on to become studs one day. And like, they're just, you know, they're, they're coming into their own now. Sule, Ealing. I don't think that'll happen, but it could, you know. Fajoli, Fajoli's a little bit older, but you know that kid Samuel Ealing, that the English guy, uh, you know, uh, bro, who the fuck knows? He could start to play a little bit more, and, and you know he comes into his own, and then boom, all of a sudden they have a fucking star on their hands. Who, who, you know, in in seven years we'll look back and say, oh yeah, shit, that was the year he broke in. I don't know, anything's possible. I don't think it'll happen, but but if Napoli now lose to Juve, I mean, it's really gonna start to unravel. It's really going to start to unravel now because look, now that they've lost one, if they lose a second, I mean, it, it can mentally cripple you. It really can. It can, it can really, you really got to dig deep, bro. It's 40 games. It's fucking 40 games in a season, man. You know, it's, you really have no room for error. That's why the U.S. sides of years past were so impressive now in hindsight because you're like, bro, they were just a fucking locomotive machine. They were a well-oiled fucking steam engine that would just chug along, chug along, fucking never stop. And and they did it seamlessly. They fucking had big leads. And I mean, I guess in hindsight, they were also like a much better team than the rest of the league. But being able to stay focused throughout the season is, is very impressive, man. It, it is. And they did it at times in tighter title races where they really had no margin for error. Now Napoli don't have much of one, you know? I think they're five points ahead of Milan. I think they're seven ahead of Juve. Game on, bro. I mean, but it's great. I mean, it's, it's the best thing that could have happened now as we return from, from the Christmas break because ultimately Napoli could still run away with it. They're still clearly the best team in Serie A, I would argue, rightly. Um, some people might think it's Inter, actually, but but they, they've had... They've lost too many games. They've they've proven they've proven kind of like dicey at times. I don't know, but but it's hard to argue that Napoli aren't like the best team in in, in Italy right now. I don't think anyone's gonna come after me if I say that, right? Let's say they're the best team in Italy. Fine. Um, 
they, you know, they could very well go on and still win this title, but at least it's a little bit more interesting now. You don't want a big gap at Christmas, right? You don't. So big week ahead. Um, big fucking week ahead. I, I hate that I started talking about mentality there because that's a fucking, you know, it's, it's an easy cop out. It's, it's, um, yeah, it is, but it's often true. It, it really often is true. Actually, uh, fucking, I think, so Lazio lost today. They lost to, I think they lost 2-1 to Lecce. Immobile scored early on and then Lecce scored two, I believe in the second half. I think they rallied back. I think it was the same guy. Forget his name. Uh, Starts with an L. Fuck. He scored a brace. What the fuck's his name? Doesn't matter. They so Lecce fucking beat him two to one. And 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 Sarri came out and just said clearly we have an inferior level than we thought. Uh I'm quoting him here. And he says By the way, it wasn't the same guy who scored the same who scored the goal. I'm getting confused with another game. It was it was Lorenzo Jesus. Excuse me. It was um uh Lorenzo Colombo, who I think is on loan from Milan, who scored the winner. But yeah, he, he, Sarri came out and said, we lack the mentality. There was a mentality problem at Lazio, and we managed to control it for much of the season, but today it emerged again. If we lose like this to Lecce, then clearly we are inferior to the level we thought we were. It's not a tactical issue. It's about working on 25 heads. Well, I mean, it's... Ah, bro, it's such a fucking... It, it's such a fucked up word to use, mentality, because it's so broad. I mean, you could have a good mentality, a bad mentality. <laughs> but, like, I guess in Italian, it could be used a little bit more liberally. Uh, la mentalità. Eh. But he, listen, I think, um, I think every team kind of has that. It's not necessarily an issue. It's almost every team is, I mean, if you want to call that mentally fragile, which means that on any given day, you could just slip up. Bro, you have to be focused all the goddamn time. It's very rare that skill will take you through, especially in a league like Italy, bro, because the tactical, the tactical dynamics of the league are not like, are not like in England or in Spain. It's a much more cerebral game in Italy. I know I sound like a piece of shit when I speak like this, but it's it's true. It's a more cerebral game. You need to be more focused on keeping the shape. And and if you're not like 100% dialed in all the time, then just bad shit happens. I, my, my issue with Juve is actually that I think by sticking to the plan, the, you know, they just often edge out results and... and They've won like seven in a row. I don't think they've conceded a goal in that period. I think we're going all the way back to like October here. But man, like at no point watching Juve, do you think, yeah, oh yeah, they got it. Fuck no. You watch Juve and you're like, oh my God, well, when is this, you know, when is when is this going to end? When is this fucking game going to end? In the past, I mean, Juve would kind of play a game and it would be tied late on and you would think it's inevitable. And in some ways it kind of felt inevitable today, but they're playing Cremonese for fuck's sake, bro. You're playing fucking Cremonese, who are on the you know the brink of a crazy result. They haven't even won a game yet. They hit the post late in the second half. Like these teams just tend to crumble because it, it's just a lot of weight to bear. You got to think that like if Juve play like that against Napoli, bro, it's not going to fucking go well. I think I really think Napoli could fucking kill Juve in a week. But if they don't, if if Juve could somehow edge them and just swing the tide, then 
And then, then, all the, and then, you know, I'll sit here and it'll be, hey, fucking, you'll bear a win to the title. Let's fucking go. You know, it's, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What's going on with, uh, what's going on with Rick Karsdorp? Do you guys see what's going on with Rick Karsdorp at, at Roma? Actually, I saw an article about this a week ago and I'm going to try to pull, I'm going to try to pull up the latest news because I didn't bring it up last week with Jenna Letty. But he's, is he still at Roma? So he's still, yeah, so technically he's still at Roma. I don't believe he was at the World Cup. So here's, oh, Jesus. Okay, interesting. Juventus target. Not not bad. I wouldn't hate that. But, <laughs> so if you guys remember what happened. So, Karsdorp, I think, got benched by Mourinho. Then Mourinho, I don't know what the fuck it is. Mourinho just goes after Everyone who plays for him says they love him and they'd go to war for him. Then sometimes he just zeroes in on you and decides he fucking hates you. And he did it with Luke Shaw. He goes after like fullbacks, man. I don't know. I don't know what it is with him and like a right back that just, that just gets him going. But I think like, bro, I, I think Karsdorp had to lawyer up. I think, I think the, uh, so I didn't even know this. I mean, I did because I remember I studied unions and shit in school, but I, I kind of forgot about this because it's, I mean, so, it's so unusual that we'd ever you really hear about the football union, but you guys know what FIF Pro is? I think it's Federation of International Footballers Professionals, or Federation of International Footballer Professionals. So, not FIFA, FIF Pro. So, FIF Pro. It's like the Association of Pro Footballers Worldwide. Now, I don't know how much reach they have, but I think they came out and called it an outrage. Basically, the way that Mourinho, I think what happened was, he called out Karsdorp and said that he had betrayed the side or something. And I think... And I think without naming him outright, he kind of indicated who it was. I think it was a behind the... Again, this is like two months ago, fuck, or like a month ago. Jesus, I'm having a hard time remembering. But I think it was like a behind closed doors thing. He made a comment about it, Mourinho did. And a bunch of Roma fans deduced who it was. And they began like harassing Karsdorp, going to like his, uh, you know, his house and shit. Dude, f- fucking Thief Pro got involved. They actually got involved. They, they issued a statement basically saying that it was disgusting what happened. I'm reading this here. Comments from the fucking sporting director, Pinto. I don't... What the fuck is this article? Terribly written. I don't... It says, I don't if he is still a lawyer. What the fuck? Hang on. Okay, I'm going to try to deduce what they're trying to say here because they wrote it like fucking idiots. I don't know if he is still his lawyer. Oh, never mind. Okay, hang on. No, clearly that's... Wait, that, that's obviously intentional. Hang on. Okay. We avoided controversy by working internally with the player's entourage. Entourage. Interesting. Ricky is back. He has trained and played. Unfortunately, somebody wanted to show off earlier this week and burn the job we had done. Ah, okay. Ah, 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 ah. So referring to, referring to, okay. A, a member of the player's entourage blamed Mourinho saying that the Dutch defender would leave in January. I don't know if he's still his lawyer, but he was looking for fame rather than continue working to solve the problems. Ba, 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 ba. The same happened with FIFA Pro, who made a statement without even talking to Roma. Karsdorp has never been frozen out of the team despite not showing up twice. Uh, okay, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You got like a neck tattoo and you got a dispute with your employer. I'm going to lean on the side of the employer, man. I'm going to lean with the employer. I usually, listen, if you fucking look like that, I just don't trust you. You're a blonde guy from the Netherlands who has grills and dates like a thick brunette woman. I don't know. I don't know. There's something suspect about it. Like, I like that Matthias Delig dates are not especially pretty, and some people might, I mean, 
listen, taste is subjective, but like she's she's a very simple looking blonde model. She's a model, apparently. Like she's what she does for a living. She but she's not, you know, she's not like getting work done. She's she's like just a tall Dutch fucking blonde, simple looking model. And this guy, Rick Karsdorp, likes getting his life ruined with like a Latina looking woman or like a maybe she's a Turkish woman or something. I don't know who where she's from, but she's obviously, you know, she doesn't she doesn't look Flemish, right? Which 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 I like, by the way. My girlfriend doesn't look Flemish, right? But 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 for you to I don't know. Oh. Yeah, he 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 he's a little crazy. He's always been crazy. I mean, he had like neck tattoos when he was like 19. I just don't trust a guy with fucking neck tattoos. His neck tattoos have been the subject of much fascination on this podcast for years. But again, like I'm going to I'm going to err uh, listen, I'm going to err on the side of, I'm going to err on the side of caution here, but I think I might have to give Mourinho the benefit of the doubt. I feel like Karsdorp's the type of guy who just like sleeps in and doesn't fucking show up and then he drives, I don't know, like I don't trust a blonde guy with neck tattoos who drives a G-Wagon. I just don't. You know? There's no way that Matthias Delic drives a G-Wagon. He doesn't, you know? Delic probably drives like a I don't know. He drives like a he drives like a like a sedan or something. Anyone who drives a, a fucking G-Wagon, bro, like, like Jack Grealish drives a G-Class, maybe, you know? Maybe if he doesn't, you could see him doing it. He's just, he's not a bad guy. I think he looks like a great fucking guy, but he's also, you know, he's just a clown, which is okay. Like, I like clowns, but, but, yeah, mate, it's me G-Wagon. It's a nice car. Like, there's nothing else to it. Like, he, he doesn't understand mechanics. It's just, yeah, it's sick. Imagine pulling up to the club and that thing. Yeah, it's me G Wagon. Like that's all that's all there is to it, you know? Um Nah. Carsorp is definitely on a G Wagon. I don't trust a guy with a fucking G Wagon and, and like bleach blonde hair and, and neck tattoos. I just I just don't. And a guy who has an entourage. If you have an entourage, bro, my god, that's another thing. Delict doesn't have an entourage. He has a father and he has an agent. A hundred percent. hundred percent, you know? Neymar has an entourage. I don't like that. I don't trust the entourage. If you need a fucking entourage to live, okay, and you bring like like mooches from the hood, like Benzema, man, at times he had an entourage. Look what the fucking trouble they got him in over the years. Frozen out of the France squad and, and almost arrested. Fucking blackmailing Valbuena, you know? These, these like, because he, he, you know, he kept like guys from my fucking soccer team in his circle. These like North African guys from the fucking, from the fucking, you know, from the housing complex in his in his circle, you know, who like you you know commit credit card fraud at the fucking Dior store. Like that's the thing. Like Karsdorp would be doing credit card fraud if he wasn't a footballer. Delict would be an economist. There's a difference. It's a personality thing. Having said that, I would take him at Juve. I don't you know I I, I would take the, I would take him as a right back. He's, he's, he's decent. Apparently he was you know he's kind of on the market, but they won't let him leave for free. So anyway, but yeah, so okay, so interesting. So that that shit with the lawyer, it wasn't even his lawyer. Or maybe it was his lawyer. Nah, he, bro. <laughs> Carsdorp had like <laughs> he had like his buddy who's like a street lawyer, bro. <laughs> There's no way that guy studied at fucking law school. No fucking shot. No chance in hell. 
<laughs> spoke on his behalf. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. The thing is, like, Mourinho sometimes goes after players, and I think he wants them to kind of just get mad at him and just prove him wrong. And if they're mental midgets, they'll say, fuck you, and they'll leave. You know? It's interesting. Calcho Podcast on all platforms. TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Calcho Podcast. Please follow. Don't have to tell you that you could rate the pod if you haven't yet. It really helps. We have like 37 ratings on Apple. 37. I mean, it's more than a lot of other pods have, but like 37. I mean, we don't get fucking 37 listeners. What the fuck? Like, it means a lot of you guys that are listening. It means there's a, a lot of you guys. Like, almost all of you are fucking listening incognito. Please leave a rating. It helps us. We're shadow banned on Instagram. Can you at least please help us with the algorithm on the podcast RSS feeds and shit? Just please rate it five stars. That's it. Helps us. Stay tuned for more great things this year. Continue to follow. And um, yeah, we'll bring the mics down to Mexico next week. We'll bank a pod down there. I don't think I'm going to pre-record one. It'll be fun to do one live down there. Probably talk about some of the football that will have happened. If it's interesting, if not, you know, maybe we'll talk about what's happening in Mexico. Last year, we were at a resort that like a week after we left, you guys might recall, someone got shot at, like at the coffee bar, like in the resort, like at the breakfast buffet, someone got shot. So who knows what might happen this year? I don't know. We shall see. Uh, In any event, thanks for the support last year. Hope you stick around for this year. If you like the pod, again, just share it with a friend. Share it with someone fucking in your text group, bro. I don't care. Just, just, just share it. It helps. You know, do what you got to do. Or don't. I, You know, do whatever you want. I don't know. If you popped an edible, like I said, and it's starting to kick in, you know, that maybe you're feeling a little more lovey. Then, you know, share the love. If not, I get it. I get it. I told you to drink at the start of the pod. Maybe if you went for, like, tequila or something, you're like, ah, oh, you fucking... I don't know. This cocksucker. I don't care. You know, fine. Okay. Maybe you don't like me after a fucking hour of fucking listening to me all drunk. I don't, I don't know. I really don't know. Do whatever feels right for you. But if you're inclined, you know, just share it. And uh, yeah, you know, to the moon. To the moon. Big things planned this year. Producer coming in soon. We got to get the right guy. But we will. We will. And uh, yeah. Grazie per la fiducia. Buon anno a tutti. Buon anno a tutti quanti. Ci vediamo in Messico. Where was it? Where did fucking Gennaro go in um, Gomorra season one? It wasn't. It wasn't Mexico. It was, ah, Honduras. What does he say? What's the line? I just thought. No. What did they? What did they? What did he fucking say? They were telling. They were telling me. Achir. No. Achir. Achir. And Ajafat. What is what does he say? La gajada gap. No, la gajada gap. No, he doesn't say caccia. What the fuck? I don't know. Cut his head off. Pole mani. Pole gambe. Ajavata pietze pietze. All right, that's enough. Much love to you all. Enjoy the outro. Alla prossima. Catch you next week. Ciao. Grazie a me. Grazie a Dio. Alleluia. Mio fracore quando vede la pattuglia. La mia testa vola sulla luna. Sai che questi infami hanno tutti la lingua lunga. Eh. Alleluia. Solo
orologio ci costa una fortuna Brilla di notte come fa la luna La cifra è bella ma l'ho vista brutta Tipo la morte o la gatta buia Mio fratello fa alleluia Con in braccio un figlio e un fucile d'assalto Le portiere si aprono verso l'alto Anche loro sanno dove sto andando Puoi giocare con